The following is a Powder Keg production. And we're back. I'm Connor Farrell. I'm Cassie Randall. And I'm Rachel Watkins. This is another episode of the Halloween, what are we calling it? Powder Keg <laughs> Halloween Watch Party 2020. There you go. And we're back with Insidious Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. It was just as insidious as the first. Twice as much. <laughs> killer title. And killer titles. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that. Insidious logo. Uh, I'll never get tired of it. With that music. Yeah, I do love that too. So this one, the budget was $5 million and it's box office, uh, $161.9 million. <laughs> so I made even more than the first one. Is that one. grossing or opening weekend? Uh, that's uh, total. Uh, d- domestic. Gotcha. So. Well, I was really excited because I enjoyed... Hey, Nugget. <laughs> Come here. I really enjoyed... Uh, the first Insidious, we watched that um, a couple days ago. And then I, I'm a huge James Wan, Lee Wannell fan. And so when I saw that it was characters from Lee Wannell and then story by James Wan and Lee Wannell, and then uh, Lee Wannell wrote the screenplay, very, very excited. Yeah, and Gordon Wannell did the <laughs> cinematography. No, uh, Gordon Wan Lil. I always got confused when I first started hearing about James Wan and Lee Wannell. I was like, wait, what? What? Like cousins. <laughs> anyway, um, since, since uh, Lee Wannell, he wrote it, I, I really did enjoy there were those three comedic pops, you know, like when they're in the van, they're like, oh shit, and they have to go running in. Mm-hmm. And then when his uh, partner keeps sleeping on the floor and he's snoring and then he jumps down at the end after the climax and he's like, bring it. Like, that was fun. I enjoyed that part. Yeah, that was fun. It was, it was cute. Yeah, right off the bat, it starts in 1986. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, I was like, I don't know how I feel about going backwards in time and stuff. But we get to see uh, when uh, Elise, right? Yeah. Yeah, when she had entered uh, in Josh's uh, life earlier on. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately, uh, <laughs> you notice a young Elise, but with the same voice as old Elise. <laughs> Elise as the audience might not, like, might be confused about who is this? Uh, this person with the same name who does the same thing. Very <laughs> old choice. Who's already been introduced in this position in this kid's life. <laughs> yeah, so I was a little concerned uh, at that point. I think your phone's ringing. It's not mine. Oh, it's me mine's somewhere. Mine's in my hand. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, mine's under my notebook. Insidious, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry about that. That was me. Oh, it's haunted. Um, uh, so also, too, though, we noticed Elise uh, has a partner in the 1986 version. Before we move on to him, um, so I know we talked about this before we started recording, but it's just so frustrating because, like you said, uh, like people aren't going to understand that this is the same person. But, I mean, even, like, she seemed like a fantastic actor because she lip-dubbed perfectly with it. I mean, it was still distracting and unnatural. But if she's, what, like 20... 20 years younger, her voice is going to be different. She's not going to have, she's not going to have the voice of 20 years in the future. So just, I don't know, 
trust the actor to do it and not be distracting with the voiceover. Yeah, it was strange that Elise <laughs> kept pulling out hard candies to suck on during this scene. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> my lips are a little dry. <laughs> Ew, okay. <laughs> That's the bad, what is that, ASMR? Yeah. I won't listen to that. No, no it's so I just double checked because I was curious. The first film, the budget was one and a half million. You said this was five. Five, yeah. And the first one, I think, grossed 99 million. I think we discussed. Uh, interesting to see like how big their budget gets as they go along. Mm-hmm. I won't look it up ahead of time. Yeah, Insidious 5, Jurassic World. <laughs> Cretaceous we Camp. We have to go find the g- ghost dinosaurs. <laughs> Just a, di- a dinosaur in a veil. Oh. I'm a boy dino. I- it, it would be a raptor for sure, for sure. <laughs> Clever girls. That's right. <gasps> oh, yeah, I'm a boy raptor. No, you need to be a good a little girl. girl. Be a you're clever, a clever girl. girl. Lee, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were saying uh, she had a partner in 1986. So, yeah, she had a partner and, and each one of us. We're looking at it, and, and I, I immediately I think when I saw it, I was like, "That looks like a fake beard." And I was like, "Nah, trust, trust the filmmakers." And then yeah. looking at it more, it's like this very thin, like straight-haired. That's very that is like, a fake beard, razored. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we see him in the future present, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> he's got Another a fake goatee. A fake goatee. <laughs> Unless that's his real hair, and if so, I apologize. Uh, it's impressive because it looks. It was actually Perfect. his choice every day on set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he applied it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, can't get it off. <laughs> it's stuck. I, I was able to remove part of it, but uh, I still got this. It was actually part of his Halloween costume, but then it, he couldn't get it off for the first day of shooting, so they just had to keep it's it for continuity. Part of it now. And yeah. there's, there's plenty of uh, really impressive makeup in this The in this makeup movie. was fantastic. But their, their wig person. Yeah, was that... Just, that those face wigs, not so much. <laughs> yeah, the hair wigs were great. Yeah, especially Parker Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, at <laughs> least mm-hmm. she does kind of have like a cap wig hat thing, though. That yeah, I, I don't care for that hairstyle. But, but that, whatever, she's that's dead. That's another so. thing. I felt like we knew who she. Like you didn't have to dub her voice. You could tell. I know. By the way, you made that actress look like old Lily. Also, the name. But and we the exact. Same. We still love y'all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who are we? We're just some people sitting in an apartment. Yeah. I mean, maybe you just don't make that decision in the future, James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I love your movies. I love your movies. We'll have to cut that. <laughs> I mean, constructive criticism is very useful when you're trying to create he, like, things hits for you an up audience. And he's like, you know what? I've had many years to think about it. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. All right, so I have oh, I didn't. Uh, so during the intro title sequence, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really digging all the like showing you, uh, like the where the kid is in the moving crib thing with mm-hmm. the lights on it and those mm-hmm. kind of sparkling and like or remember the baby monitor from the first mm-hmm. one and things like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of not digging the uh, title sequence a little bit. The 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 titles of like the cast members yeah, the cast, where they yeah. were all like poofy and smoky. I wasn't a big fan of that. I really liked the opening of the first one. It was very uh, intimidating and stark and intense. Mm-hmm. And then this one just kind of felt kind of it was like, It was showing you yeah. remember this from the first one. Yeah, it wasn't as bold. Which and I, did, I liked. <laughs> no, hey. Especially if it's been a while. If you not liked a couple it, days. Yeah. <laughs> Shout it out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so then I started keeping notes uh, as we went along, things that uh, occurred to me. Like when they go there uh, in 1986 and they're like, okay, Josh, we're just going to talk to you. It won't hurt. And then we immediately cut to this creepy dark room with all these candles everywhere. <laughs> it's like, this would be creepy. Yeah, I promise you it won't hurt. But I asked if it was going to be creepy scary. It's not going to hurt. It will not hurt. <laughs> and then um, it's funny because I, 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 so I teach. Um, I will not be cussing during this. I promise you, okay? So if you're nervous, I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> what? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Um, I, I was like, okay, well it's 1986, but look at all that wasted headspace. And then also they cut off the frame, like at his ankles. And then it was funny that the script called that out later when the, when Lee Wannell and his partner mm -hmm. were watching it, it was like, oh, awful framing amateurs. <laughs> that made me, that tickled my heart. <laughs> um, oh, oh, um, if I move on too much, just let me know, but I'm just going to go through my notes, but. Well, uh, yeah, I, cause I, just keeping some as well. Do you have any notes about Elise's house when we go visiting it? And um, that's a big jump, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's like, "We need to talk about Elise's oh, house." Oh well. So before that, though, yeah, because I didn't take any notes on it, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I was definitely thinking like the husband is acting very strange and very uh, unnatural. I was also getting a lot of uh, vibes from The Shining. Oh, now we knew from the first yeah. one that that yeah, he's possessed now. Yeah, I have. It's totally the evil old lady down here i also have um that he gives his and he jumps into this really strong performance after the kid fell out of the crib because i was like this is weird this is weird but like dude like you did a good job with this character <laughs> man uh i liked it but um but before we, before that i wrote down this quote i really liked uh when um Renee was being interviewed. The guy's like, oh, I'm not interested in ghosts. I'm interested in the living people who make them. It's like, Ooh, that's a great quote. But then when you never see that dude again, he calls on the phone later. But like, that's it. <laughs> but it's also kind of meta. Yeah. Like they're creating a movie about ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Uh, well, and I was reading that the, the first one, um, it's, it's very uh, reminiscent of um, uh, Poltergeist. And, and I, I guess... And then I was, I was, I was getting vibes strong and the fact that Patrick Wilson is going to try to kill his family. That's also very shining esque and stuff. Yeah. And so the way he was talking and acting like his wife was crazy, I was like, Oh, I'm getting a real Jack Torrance thing going on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, which then later, uh, I mean, there's definitely scenes there. Yeah. And then, so I was thinking, Oh, this might be a little wink and an, an homage, like may, maybe actually all these insidious films. And I'll be curious for the third and fourth one, but I don't think, I'm, I'm not sure if Juan directed any of those, but mm if there will be similar homages to other types of horror films uh, in there. Yeah. So like uh, the, I guess the entering the further, the first one that's like going into the poltergeist realm mm -hmm. to rescue the, the girl. And, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And so, so uh, Josh's character, uh, yeah, as the husband of you know, trying to make the wife uh, seem crazy or feel crazy, like this isn't happening or whatever. You're, you know, nothing is going on. Everything has been fixed. Mm -hmm. yeah um oh it's just like your we got little pops um yeah it was really uh unsettling and upsetting to see him be so aggressively denying i know but you'd feel like i, I was also thinking though hasn't uh rose burns character had enough of this yeah right you know where <laughs> 
Her husband is kind of not acknowledging the craziness that she's experiencing. Yeah. Don't know about four. Haven't checked yet. But three it was written and directed by Lee Wannell. Ooh, yay. Let's do that one tomorrow. <laughs> um, I have a show tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, well, that's true. Um, okay. So I wrote down a couple of things as we were going through. I have great early jump scares, which typically I try, I get annoyed with because if movies do jump scares right at the beginning, I feel like they end up their load and then they also desensitize me to the jump scares but they put them in there so powerfully and then they you know really pulled back and then kept the tension so high the whole time i i jumped so many times i, I saw you jump in a couple times yeah i jumped quite a few times yeah. too and I, I noticed uh I, I wrote down uh this one's got a lot feels like a lot more jump scares than the other one yeah. which um yeah, it's not like, and you're right, it's not as if that continued throughout the rest of the, the film. But mm -hmm. but yeah, I, similarly, when there's, I guess, more so I get annoyed with fake jump scares. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh, feels like a cheap device. Yeah, and then say, well, I don't trust you, and I'm not going to pay attention to what you're telling me or showing me because you can't tell the story. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that. And then I, you said something as we were watching it. Um, I forget what it was, but I wrote down, it's like, how, uh, when, when, when he was going to take the kids to school, right. And he comes back and he's all creepy in the door. But when he left, I was like, you may have said something, but I wrote down, how does this old lady ghost know how to drive? Like She comes from the past and suddenly she's in this guy's body. And so she knows how to do all these yeah. things. There's a scene cut out where <laughs> bumping into shit all over the place and doesn't understand any lock breaks and and then you made a comment later. You said, wouldn't it be funny if the people possessed by demons just never fixed their hair? Because what is the demon going to think about that? And then I wrote down like, oh, yeah, they also don't shower and they don't know about brushing teeth. So they're just like disgusting. And I'm pretty sure possessed people would be pretty easy to spot. Yeah. Like they're always <laughs> shitting their pants. <laughs> Why did that happen? Okay. So just for... So everyone knows Lee wrote all four of them. Okay. And James directed the first two, Lee directed the third, and then somebody I'm not familiar with named Adam Robitel directed the fourth one. Okay. But um, Lee still wrote the fourth one, and James Wannell helped produce it. Nice. Did you say James Wannell? They got they got married. <laughs> James Wan, not Wano. <laughs> um, and then with that ghost stuff, I was thinking, you know, uh, Elise, tell us if you're here. Elise, give us a sign. It's so demanding. And right now on my convenience, and I wrote down, ghosts just getting called up anywhere all the time. Like, dude, calm down. I was in Spain. It takes a while to get here. You just told me you need to here. And so yeah. I was just thinking, it's got to suck to be a ghost. People are telling you to go all over the place all the time. Especially because Lee said she found the better place. Um, she was hanging then, out. Yeah. yeah. I had to come back to this <laughs> scary spot. I know. When um, Patrick Wilson, uh, Josh, and um, Goatee Guy were in the further, I was just thinking, man, if this is the afterlife in this universe, this really sucks. Like, if this is just it. Or everyone goes. Yeah. yeah dark just room with a bunch out. of creepy. On that same note, I thought, because of the way they intertwine the first movie and the second movie, mm. and time just has, it, there's no timeline. Mm. It's all on top of each other. Yeah. If anything scary ever happens to you, just think it's probably yourself trying to tell yourself there something. You yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, I wrote down, I said, um, what was it? I love how 
they they folded the storylines together because it felt incredibly purposeful. And I usually get annoyed with stuff like that. It's like, okay, I've already seen this. Okay, I get it. But it was it was really well done. I appreciated seeing that. You look like you disagree. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. Oh, really? <laughs> jumping through Tell time. And I felt like with this film, you had to sus- suspend disbelief a lot more than the first one. I mean, and, and this is a, about a movie where we're going what? into the further. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, so. The future and the past and the present all exist at once? What? There's a random red door in this further uh, yeah. house. I don't, uh, I don't like Red so is like the these, scary color. I know, I but like these portals it. just show up randomly and conveniently, like for, uh, in order to meet the narrative, you know, increase of tension and mm-hmm. stuff. Then all of a sudden, there's not an explanation of how we're jumping back to 1986. Mm, yeah. Like we can just go everywhere, you know, super quickly as the family's being attacked. That's, that's a lot later, but I was feeling like uh, I was feeling less scared or frightened towards the, in the last third, probably because these insidious films do such a good job with sound and image. Mm. Like there is several very scary sequences, which were images that I don't think I've ever you know seen. Yeah. And also too, uh, they're not afraid to linger on like a, a scary shot. There's, this is jumping ahead, but there's a scene where Josh is, uh, or no, Dylan. Who's the, Dalton. Dalton. Dalton's in his room <laughs> and the girl comes out of the, the closet mm-hmm. and they like linger on her moving and talking and stuff. And so, uh, then again, those were very different looking ghosts than the first one. So I'm curious then if, that is not somehow going to come into play in the next one because uh, if if the real intent in the first Insidious is when the door busted open, that that was Josh from this second chapter. You know, if that was really the intent and that's why the alarm was going off and it wasn't just to heighten our fears, that would be very fascinating. But I found myself now like being lost with, oh, look how clever this thing was and how all this stuff is connected uh, versus feeling the same sort of terror I felt in the first Insidious where now we're moving through this dark room and then entering this hor- horrifying space. And yeah. so, um, you know, everything worked narratively, but I, I didn't enjoy that as much. That's very fair. Um, Lee Wannell, if you are listening to this- <laughs> Another message for you. Hit us up and let us know, was that land because if so that's Ooh, impressive yeah. but i'll google that right now yeah okay cool <laughs> lee wano don't <laughs> worry <laughs> don't worry about hitting us up but um <laughs> along with the uh, convenience of narrative i did write down and this bothered me a lot you know when they're in uh the room with all the dead bodies with the veils first of all i wrote down why are you going to lift up that veil that's ugh. um but then in the box where it says the black bride strikes again and then lee wano's character is all <gasps> I know that name. And I was like, come on. I mean, we, it's the, the, the old lady in the black dress from the first one. Yes. But the name has never been referenced and all of a sudden it's here and there are newspaper articles and Lee Waddle's character knows who this is. And, um, it, it's just like little convenient things like that where it's like, it wasn't built up like that. There's just a character who's like, Oh, I know that. And so as the audience is like, Oh yeah, I accept, you know? Yeah. Uh, this one suddenly like these other ghost characters, you know, having a story and involvement that all connects or ties into Josh versus just being some supernatural thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was feeling a little story exhaustion in particular in that scene where they're in that house mm-hmm. and now they're finding the mother of death or whatever. This Parker yeah. character who we, we 
don't have any clue about. Uh, I don't believe we didn't see that person in the first one. I guess we saw the, but so now we're being introduced to this Parker character. I still think that was the dancing boy. He was the dancing boy. <laughs> that was, he was just happy. Yeah. And then his life sucked. Yeah. Cause he got to be a boy. Yeah. And then Kachu Lee. <laughs> huh? I said Kachu Lee. I see what you did there. <laughs> But that, so that Parker character, it was annoying too, because, so we see him in the hospital and maybe I just misunderstood the writing, but it sounded like he was committed to the ICU as an old man because he tried to castrate himself. But then they go and they find his childhood home and they're like, oh, this must be his room. And it's this little girl's room. And it's like, so did he like get into the hospital Early, no, later, because he was an older man who killed, who who killed all those people oh, because his okay. mother was telling him to. So he he yeah, I think he, he was, was in so the ICU because the he, cut, he continued yeah, he was tired women. of it. Do you think that he stayed living in that room? In what room? The little the little girl's room. No, no, I think that was because we have seen that that lady. She was in the first one as one of the ghosts, or I think she was one of the images. But uh, so I think we we're just seeing this traumatic. It was, it was a way to tell this traumatic narrative, I okay. guess. Um, well, I'm just, but, but again, like that was a, a time where you had to really yeah. s- suddenly accept a whole bunch of things. And then when the uh, old guy with the fake goatee touches the, the <laughs> Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Carl touches the, uh, the veil and then he just says, he immediately like connects all this stuff with, um, that's why he was attacking the boy because he wanted his youth back. And it's like, and he wanted to be a boy. Yeah. 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 That didn't come from, it was just random, random spirits who wanted to be in a body. And then, so I am interested to know if that's what Lee Wannell was trying to build towards from the beginning, or if it occurred to him, Oh, this would be an interesting way to go. Either way. I enjoyed it. But the, the, the thing about the little girl's room, it confused me because his file, the hospital had his old man picture, but it had that address, which is why they ended up going there. He lived there. But do you think he stayed in that little girl's room his whole life? Uh, I don't know. That'd be pretty creepy. That's some. That's it was some a pretty big house. That's some psycho stuff there. Speaking of homages mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. other horror movies, I feel like I, I felt bad when I mentioned the um, director of the fourth movie because we're not as familiar with his name as the other people. <laughs> but he also directed the taking of Deborah Logan. Have you all seen that? I haven't yeah. seen that. No. If y'all are listening to this and you are familiar with it, you'll know it's such a good movie. And if you're not, you should watch it. It's, it's really, really good. So I'm now very interested in the fourth movie, <laughs> knowing that he directed that deal. Uh, one comment I had on the house is maybe they should remove that red uh, stained glass window <laughs> in the staircase Yeah, that casts a red glow um, <laughs> day and night across there. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it bothers me when people do. Oh, it's red, uh, so it's evil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you don't know it's evil if they don't tell you. Yeah. Um. Uh. Something though that Josh's character, being the abusive uh, kind of husband who is is almost gaslighting every character uh-huh. and stuff. I was thinking, oh, this is like the seeds that later are sowed in the Invisible Man mm-hmm. with the domestic abuse. Uh, yeah, a thing, you know, so it, it, it's interesting when you watch, you know, artists or writers and stuff and you can kind of see, oh, this is later is going to inspire them to do, or, you know, you can see that they're already kind of 
playing with this idea a little bit. And, mm-hmm. then, and then there's a fully formed, anyway. Yeah, it's really fun to see them uh, develop and grow. Um, I liked, um, and these are just random notes um, as I was getting towards the end. Uh, I loved when Dalton went into the further and he had his little can and string on him because I like how that was introduced, you know, early on. And then it was purposefully used several times, which was pretty, pretty brilliant, I think. But then um, it made me think of the story of Theseus and the labyrinth and the Minotaur, where he has to follow that golden string mm-hmm. in and out. So I liked that. It was a nice little uh, illusion. Yeah. Uh, the string of in- infinite length. Yeah. <laughs> once you get into the further. Sus- suspend disbelief. Um, and then my, my last uh, thought that I wrote down as we were going through. Uh, okay, so we see um, Parker's dead spirit in Josh's living body. And he's rotting and dying. He's pulling his teeth out. His makeup looks fantastic. His mom's telling him, you have to kill so that you have uh, you can keep living. <laughs> and then, and I told you guys this and I wrote it down. I was like, how can he be so fast and so strong if he's literally falling apart? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that too. He's like, eh, very strong. He's pushing a, a door into a piano and moving it and yeah, kicking everyone's butt. Shouldn't his bones be breaking and stuff at this point? <laughs> Whenever uh, they're exploring the haunted uh, hospital and uh, the lady remembers the last time she had seen Parker. Mm-hmm. And it was her getting in an elevator, and then the elevator music is just like creepy horror music. I thought, yeah, man, that hospital's got to update in there. I, I the noticed, elevator track. I noticed that too, and I was thinking, oh, well, that is convenient. And then when she maybe got it's out to of, tell you that something is off. I mean, which we would assume, but yeah. But then when she got out of the elevator and she's walking down the hall, the music continues; it doesn't stop and stay in the uh-huh. elevator. So I thought, mm. <laughs> that'd be great if in the elevator is just shoo. And speaking of songs, I did write down, um, that's when uh, Parker and Josh suddenly took everything seriously. When um, Renee was saying, you don't know this song? That's your song. And he's just been telling her this whole time, you're wrong. This doesn't exist. And then as soon as he says, I don't remember the song, he says, we shouldn't worry about the song. There's somebody in the house. And suddenly he he gets a bat and walks around. He just flips. Oh, because he knew he knew that Josh was there. I just made that connection. Mm-hmm. Silly me. I yeah, thought, and he's the demon who doesn't yeah. want to acknowledge any of this stuff. And then when she yeah, points that out that he should know this, yeah. he doesn't know it, then he wants to distract. And See, that's what I thought it was. But then he also knows that Josh, that Josh is there is trying, trying to, to get to back her. into yeah. his body. But I thought that was a really yeah. cool, uh, cool technique and stuff, yeah. too, that later— Pays off when she's, uh, can't tell if it's, if he's really back. Oh yeah. She did a great job with that. I thought it was funny that, um, when she walked up to the nurse in the hospital and said, why is that patient, uh, you know, leaving his room? And she said, oh, he jumped to his death last night. He Uh, jumped on a trampoline until he died. (laughs) He was jumping on a trampoline. He jumped to his death. Yeah. That was a very strange choice to put that in there. But yeah, well, a lot he, of funny he wanted his youth back. Like, <laughs> Look how high! Oh! <laughs> There's uh, a deleted scene of him just jumping and tiptoe. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Touch my slash hole. I cast it myself. No, I was thinking he's like jumping up and down and like punching his balls, trying to like get him to go up inside him. Mother doesn't like these. You think he wasn't successful? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They just said he tried to castrate himself, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're using a uh, scrapbooking scissors. He's like, not sharp enough. <laughs> just found him at a bus stop. Just Oh, my God. He's got all kinds of diseases now. Tiptoe through my ball sack oh. with these scissors. Gross. <laughs> I do want to know more about his story because I, I'm still fuzzy on... When did he try to castrate himself? Why would he try to do it when he's older? I guess he just gets it progressively crazier and crazier maybe. And if maybe his mom was just in his head so much. I think, I think maybe that's what kind of bothers me about it is then you spend so much time trying to connect yeah. the narrative in your head and to make it make sense versus you're just finding out more about this ghost, yeah. which would be fine that it's just a separate thing that wants his, instead of there's a lot of like cleverness, yeah. you know, in there and, uh, and things that are introduced with the, oh, castration, which then this might be shocking later when you see that he's putting on makeup to mm -hmm. dress up as the black, uh, the black bride. bride yeah. yeah. But, um, I guess, I guess that's why when it all has to be tied into a, mo a motive versus there's something kind of just scary about like the lipstick, a uh, lipstick faced man mm -hmm. that is just this kind of embodiment of darkness and, and evil. Yeah. But, and speaking of lipstick guy, I was glad that we didn't have any uh, CGI demons climbing on the walls in this one because that one really did take me out of it. In the they had a little of that CGI blacking out of the house that I was like, yeah, oh, this isn't. But there's no like monster climbing no, no, on the wall. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that far. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, in the scene where uh, you mentioned earlier where Josh was like, what? I don't know what that song is or whatever. Uh -huh. And she's like. Oh, it's our wedding song. And stuff. No, she wrote that song for him. Yeah, 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 for us, yeah, for for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he's just like, it's like I, I just imagine a bunch of dumb demons <laughs> who are like trying to manipulate people, like, uh, like what is this? That's food, dinner. <laughs> oh, what's dinner? Like, but eat then it. Tell us about his brilliant response. <laughs> what? When she says that, he has to cover it up somehow. Oh yeah. Uh, the dinner fire there when he goes the uh, song. Oh well, yeah. Then he's just like, we need, we need to worry. There's we someone in the house. That. All of a no, sudden, he's acknowledging like there's a worse song to worry about or something. Oh, that's, like not, that. that's not the song to worry about. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Like, that's not the thing. We shouldn't be worried about this song. There's somebody in. And then the he house. grabs a bat. Yeah, and then he goes and uh, bullies real Josh in the further. Um, it is cut to Josh looking at the family eating dinner, like trying to figure <laughs> out like. <laughs> like the food is falling out of his mouth because he doesn't want to swallow food. <laughs> and then, of course, he doesn't shower or brush his teeth or do his hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, uh, at one point, uh, when Carl came and knocked on the door, and uh, he said, because Josh is standing there, he's like, so we just don't have jobs anymore? <laughs> yeah, Josh doesn't have a job. Everybody's just uh, hanging out of the big, house. badass house. Well, they're staying That's completely with, furnished. Staying with his mom. Oh, okay. That's but right. still, you didn't know that. <laughs> no, no, no. You just found that out right this second. You guys just blew my mind. <laughs> hey, we remember the characters' names this time around, so that's mm -hmm. good. Well, a little better. Carl, not not Carl. Mustache. Carl's Jr. Mustache man. <laughs> I, I don't know Lee Waddle and his partner's character's name though. Oh, I do because I was doing research. What are they? His name is Specs, and the other one is Tucker. Specs, Specs and Tucker, because he's got glasses. And and I also found out if you cool are parent. so inclined, they also 
uh, made their own little mini series on YouTube mm-hmm. called Insidious Spectral Sightings. Nice. Oh, that's fun. Wow. Okay, I gotta There's check that a, out. There's just a few mini episodes, but uh, you can find them on YouTube. I will watch any of their stuff. That's cool. <laughs> um, uh, I have my last note here. <laughs> when, uh, um, who was it? It was the mother of death, right? When Elise goes in and she's just bashing her head yeah. in. And I'm like, you go, Elise. You are bashing that lady's head too, like pulp. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And that was that was cool visually too to see like Josh leaning his head up or whatever yeah. when he was about to attack. Oh man, Patrick Wilson did such incredible stuff. He was this character is so dynamic for him. Like his his physicality, his faces, it, the way his creepy, creepy smile when he's dealing with Carl, he's got the knife behind his back. Uh, good yeah. job, James Wan. Good bef- job. Before Patrick they Wilson. got in that, that room, um, he's, he's waiting for the family to come home cause mm-hmm. he's going to kill them now. Mm-hmm. So he's been possessed by Parker and there's a scene where you can see that Parker is arguing with this ghost behind yeah. the shower curtain and we've seen it multiple times and he finally kind of gives in Get out of my uh, head. cause Get he can't have head. enough. And, uh, yeah. the Josh in the further alludes that, the uh, more time he spends away, he's getting weaker on earth and stuff and can't really fight it back. So he's waiting on the family to come home. Uh, he attacks the mom first then the kids come home with his mom mm-hmm. and uh, he's starting to kill the mom and then the boy hits yeah. him with a bat. Yeah. And then and then we have, uh, and I mentioned The Shining earlier, then we have a scene where they go behind a door and he's mm-hmm. smacking a bat against the door. And instead of busting bat. the door first, he yeah. Yeah, breaks the bat. That was impressive. I was going to say, like, bats should be sharper. <laughs> uh, and then later he, he comes back with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And then they, they even go as far to where he breaks out a, like a section of it. <laughs> and and then, like, here's and, Joshy. Yeah. <laughs> he breaks out a section of the door and then suddenly the whole door just swings open. <laughs> That's how doors work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Suspend disbelief. I did like it later when they're down in the basement and he's literally bashing a hole in the wall. That was cool. I'd never it was, seen that was before. Cool. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> just, there's no ghosts here. <laughs> You're acting crazy. <laughs> I know how to eat. yeah so those are my notes um i i expressed some frustration at the very end because the end of insidious i loved having that that pop of the turns out the black bride in the picture instead of uh josh i loved that and then it made me really excited to watch insidious 2 because i was like oh my god he's possessed by this person um and then there's something similar at the end of in of Insidious Chapter 2, where Elise is talking to this girl who's, first of all, uh, these two missionary-looking people show up at your door, and they're like, "Uh, hey, let's talk about your... Spirits. Let's (laughs) Let's talk about your daughter who was in an accident. Um, She's not... She's actually possessed now. So who are you people? How do you know about my daughter? And why are you coming here telling me this? (laughs) Yeah, already bad news that she was in a terrible accident, but... And I, this is the part of the job I love. She's also possessed. <laughs> I can't imagine. I would. I, well, you can't really imagine any of this happening. True. But I mean, if that were me on the porch and somebody's telling me. That, You'd be like, is this some weird YouTube prank? Yeah, like, or I'd punch him in the face or something. <laughs> Get off my in lawn. In reality, I don't open the door for strangers. Yeah, so that's true. That's we'd true. be talking through the door. Yeah. What do you like, want? Okay, nope. go away. Yeah. Go away. Not interested. I'm gonna make shotgun noises. See if they go away. Or get your taser out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
go away. I've got a taser. <laughs> Tase you through the door. But so, um, so that's a, a side thing. But um, so Elise is talking to this girl and she looks up and up and, oh God, and just black. And I'm like, okay, like I already want to see the, the next movie. So I hope that pays off because I felt kind of cheated. I want to see like, I'm telling a scary you, that's how image. they get you back into the theater. Because yeah, mm-hmm. you're saying it right now, I want to see the third mm-hmm. one. No, I wanted to see it anyway, but that one kind of made me a little frustrated and resentful. Well, especially because <laughs> I thought that they were going to get us with the scare there yeah. at the end because it was ending so, like, in yeah. a, it, like we were washed in white at the end. You know? yeah. I was like, oh, this is very overwhelmingly, like, positive and stuff. So I thought they were going to flip it on us. I again, was afraid but. that whitewash was just going to be credits. So I was very happy oh, when it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. This, this is not like a... a religious after school special. Um, I think my theory is, and please don't judge me or mock me if I'm wrong. Um, all of our listeners, but, um, I think that since me and Cassie later, when we (laughs) listen to this, yeah. Hey Rachel, have you gotten around to listen to the episode? Nah, I'm busy. I never listen to anything I do. (laughs) Um, my theory is, so Carl comes back from the further and then he's, he's, um, He's hypnotizing Josh and Dalton. So I'm thinking, ooh, there's a bad spirit in there taking advantage of them now to reprogram them and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like they set us up for something and I, different. Yeah, right? and I, I didn't read into it because I don't want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. But I think we're done with them. I think oh. that's the end of their story. I think. I think so too. I think I, story. really. And maybe I think so. if if oh, one yeah, and two were sense. supposed to be together, and there there were cool scenes where. Josh sees his house and we see that ghost pacing back and yeah. forth and then inside and then he's taking, now he said he he took the baby, right? Yeah, he said he's got your baby, he's got your baby. Right, but we baby. never saw the baby in the further or anything. But, no, the that weird ghost oh yeah, and then was he, up there yeah, and then with he, the and baby. Then got pushed out the window yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So uh, if, if they wanted to tell a two-part story, then that is very, very cool. And then that might have been a way of, all right, if we're going to do this again, Let's just follow the two, you know, ghost hunter guys. And now we're going to be introduced to a different story. And this is really more about Elise and the ghost hunter people. I think that's what it is. And it frees them up to tell a different story. I think that's exactly what happens, just based on scrolling through. So this is like Conjuring Redo. Because the Conjuring (laughs) is about the uh, Ed and Lorraine, I think. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Moore. That works with your question earlier. I did find out from an interview that... They had no intention of a sequel. Mm. They just wrote Insidious. And not going to lie, I, the way it's done, I would have bet my money that they had a sequel in mind because yeah. it works so well. I mean, they may have because that's some, he, some writers work like that he, where they're like, if I did this further. He said and, their only intention was to get people into the theater. Mm-hmm. And then the studio was like, what about a sequel? Mm-hmm. And that's when he and James got back together and they were almost dead set on a prequel. Mm. But then they thought about what if we intertwined them, and then they Which got really they excited. A pre, during, and sequel. They had a little bit of a pre. They did, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that might be where the first, you know, portion is. Um, but I mean, we we know from the Saw movies and stuff, they have a very good ability of trying to connect stuff yeah. and everything. Yeah, uh, so which which is is fun. But the first one definitely has more of a building on the horror and stuff mm-hmm. to the point where. You know, I'm wondering, God, can I even take this anymore? Because uh, they've done such a great job. Where this one, you know, they weren't afraid to scare you kind of early on, and then I felt like the the scares and stuff started to taper off. Uh, other than other than 
uh, I would say like they were like little segments that mm-hmm. were very frightening. Yeah. But uh, just as a how it narratively it was all coming together. Yeah. Uh, I found that less like a frightening journey and more of a we got to tie up loose ends. I had that same sense too because I was thinking, you know, this isn't like a wild terror horror ride. There is a lot of building up and then there are these soft kind of um, uh, breaks where they are trying to bring, that makes sense if they're trying to move the family towards a happy place. They can't just be horrifying the whole time. So they're getting into these softer respites, um, which was cool narratively in my horror movies. I just like to be terrified the whole time, (laughs) but narratively it's really cool that they were able to wrap them up in a satisfying way. And maybe the third one, if, we're right and it's a brand new something else maybe it'll be like that again like this is something new just wall-to-wall horror (laughs) we'll find out we know i thought that demon uh that was over the baby thought it looked a little weird with the sharp teeth and stuff he he didn't really look like the rest of the 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 one in the further like no, in, uh, with the hairy well, thing chest. Yeah. No, whenever you saw him, oh, oh, that one was really great and creepy. Yeah. Reminded me of like in that an old prodigy video. Like, he looked like he looked like Gollum to me, <laughs> like a tall, hairy yeah. Gollum. I can't think of anything scarier though than a naked old man like that stretching his arm out to in show the, me something in else. The darkness. Why are you so close? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean the one uh, over the baby's bed. Oh, yeah. He looked like some kind of crazy uh, metal goth yeah, rock Yeah, he star. looked like he rode a motorcycle. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He belonged, yeah, like a horror musical or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Are yeah, you going to get your baby? <laughs> yeah. I but agree. first, <laughs> noodle on the guitar for a little bit. <laughs> I'm rock and roll demon. Give me your baby. <laughs> it was weird that he said all that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can if make a whole other movie off of that. Why do you want the baby? Who are you? What's Insidious going on? I'm rock and roll demon. <laughs> the whole thing is just a rock concert. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and by the way, good night, everybody. Give me your baby. <laughs> the baby's like 16 at this point. Yeah. yeah. He's like on a walk up. <laughs> I can still rock, baby. <laughs> rock, baby. <laughs> Oh my god. Again, you're welcome, Lee, <laughs> for another sequel idea. I have one okay, I keep I, I skipped over some of the notes because like I don't remember what that was, but here I have um the taser when uh they jump in and they when Josh is attacking Carl and they come in with that taser, and then I have taser slash butt stab when he stabs poor Tucker in his butt. <laughs> that was that was mean. <laughs> Actually, that was probably nice because that's like a real fatty part of oh, your yeah. body. That's so true. It that's true. it's probably going to not bruise as bad <laughs> as other areas. And also, yeah, that, sweet. that knife was probably compromised because you saw it go into oh. that. And that was all bent. And it yeah. was all, yeah, that was impressive seeing it go so deep into the wood and then bending to come out. That was really cool. Oh, I, um, my, last, my last thing, uh, just talking about visuals, I wrote down, I love how there's just this not like constant camera movement, but it's constantly moving and shifting either uh, smoothly or jarringly, depending on what it is we need to be feeling. And that takes an awful lot of planning and thought to be able to coordinate and choreograph your camera like that. And then I really loved, um, he had a whole bunch of central framing stuff, uh, dead center, and then framing by, you know, door frames and stuff like 
people tend to do. But there's this one really cool shot. I think when Renee was walking through the house, there's a shot from behind uh, an end table just down on the floor. And then so she was framed with the end table's legs. That was really cool. It's like, who, who, who sees that? And it's like, I'm going to put a camera down there. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, that Marilyn scene was terrifying with the, the lady just yelling at the boy. Oh I just felt so uncomfortable thinking of like this frustrated, angry mom just screaming because she wants something else out of this kid. And how horrifying that would be for, you know, an actual child and stuff. And oh, his sad so not, little voice. Not, yeah. So not only was that terrifying too, but the performer was just yeah. knocking that out of the park, the 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 woman. I mean, like that she was a horrifying she was character. A monster. And then when she points and yells at them and they like slurp back out of the room, that was cool. When uh the black bride, right? That's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Whenever she gets removed from um oh. from Parker. Yeah, and they do this. Great scene that must just, I, I'm imagining how they might have shot it. Maybe just like an overhead and dropped the camera low towards her and then mm-hmm. just reversed it. But it just looks so crazy and and and, and, and unique. And I feel like they, yeah. they really do a, a great job of just setting up maybe creative scenes or shots that you only see for a glimpse or a moment that, uh, you know, might have just been from a real clever visual way of like, let's show this thing. But uh it moves in an unnatural way that mm-hmm. there's many moments where I'm like, that feels unsettling just, <laughs> just based on how the image is either like leaving the scene or coming mm-hmm. into, or things are moving or interspersed. Like when they went into that, um, that room, the hospital room, the hospital room where there was just that a big jump on that. Yes, one. you did. There's just that split <laughs> second of those horrifying faces. I jumped right on that trampoline <laughs> and I almost jumped to my death. I was going to say, I really appreciate how especially with horror movies right now who are just trying to make money, mm-hmm. they are setting, they're setting you up for the jump scare. You know, it's coming. You see the people in the theater around you getting their hands over mm-hmm. their face. They're ready. <laughs> and then the music and everything, you hit the jump scare. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate in this movie, the whole time you're scanning the entire screen yeah. because Absolutely. you're trying to see what's in the background that you mm-hmm. might've missed. And there's not a music cue to make you see what's back there. No. You, you either see it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that, like that you're constantly boy. watching the entire movie yeah. ups, up, down, left, right, everywhere. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Cause uh, when, when we're following um, the wife through the house, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, pay attention. Uh, and I love that it felt like in the first one where you saw the dancing boy and stuff, but just. And we had uh, everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they didn't make a big deal about it. But then you just see the ghost out there and it's just, you get this pleasure of like, oh, that's creepy. And as much as we complain about these attention. houses, like <laughs> there are so many houses in the series already, yeah. but the fact that there are these old houses with all these wide openings in so many different places so many different really lens. lends to what they were trying to Absolutely. create. Yeah. And this this house, I felt more claustrophobic than yeah. in the first house because I think the first house had more open rooms and stuff. But this one had so many twists and, and levels and layers and, and, and a lot more walls and closed off areas other than that large room where you had that. The back-to-back couches facing chairs and that's it. Like you're just going to have people come in and split into two and then just look at I'm each other. I'm glad they have these two couches <laughs> facing apart because I don't want to talk to Linda. You all sit there. You all sit there. And then in about 10 minutes, we're going to switch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the sitting room. Um, oh, this room looks like this. I remember what the other room looked like. Oh. So, um, when you said there's a lot of twists and turns, it made me think about, again, like the labyrinth and the, the string on the can to come out. So it's kind of that same kind of sense. The house the is maze. one maze and then the further is another maze. 
So that's that's cool. I have one complaint, and maybe y'all can solve this for me. They said, how did you find me? And Dalton said, I followed your footsteps. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, and there's almost like a camera what? pan, but they didn't show anything. Wait, you and... didn't see any kind of footsteps. Yeah. I right. thought maybe there was fog that would have dissipated. Yeah, and they didn't that, show that. Yeah. And, and, and we already know that uh, he was able to get back on his own the first time, so... It's not like he needed to go in and rescue him and then follow the string back. Because, uh, yeah, that, that was. said I followed your voice or I followed your lantern. Either of those would have made more sense. Yeah, than yeah, footsteps, footsteps, especially in the super dark with smoke on the ground. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't get that either. Um, Lee, hit us up. <laughs> you're going to listen to this and you're going to tell us all your secrets. Um, going back to the ladies and the, just watching the whole frame. Um, I loved it when Renee was going through and we see the mother of death, you know, over in that side room. And I was like, oh, we're going to go in. And she's walking into the room. And I was like, all right, either they have to get this actor to move quickly out of the scene or they're going to do these really clever cuts. So then it's and then, you know, she's gone. So I, I liked that whole little sequence because that was very um, masterfully done. Good job, guys. Yeah. And seamless. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be our audience. I don't but, think so either, but just in case. I'm still just putting it out in the universe. <laughs> um, so I hadn't seen this movie before, but I saw the uh, the Halloween remake, and there there is a scene where there's a bunch of, like, mannequins or items covered, you know, in, in white sheet and stuff. And I thought that was very when – they, when they discover the room with all the murdered bodies um, and they're all in these white sheets – you know, had I not seen something similar that came out five years after, uh, I probably would have been like, whoa, this is incredibly bold, very impressive, you know, and visually very terrifying, creeping, especially when later now we're doing the unveiling to find her. And and they just do a great job of building that 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 uh, feeling of being unsettled mm-hmm. while forcing you to keep moving along with the character as they try to find yeah. this thing. Especially the handheld you had mentioned earlier, but we didn't really talk about it. Uh, and some sense it feels dated, you know, the time or whatever, where people were exploring handheld stuff, but it is such a creepy and effective way of, you know, me as an audience member moving unwillingly into, you know, situations and scenes. So when they, they discover that room and the first thing going in is the handheld, I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this thing, you know, you're, you're right up there on the front line with that subjective kind of shot. There's, there's no filter where, you are separate from the person yeah. experiencing this terror. So they do a great job of using uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, tricks and techniques to try to uh, keep uh, changing up how you're getting creeped out and, and scared. And I mean, again, if you watch as much horror as we do, you can appreciate things like subtleties like that, where you're like, this is not uh, a team who came in to make money where these are the shots they're going to hit. We're going to do this, this, and this like prepackaged. No. That's right. It doesn't feel formulated. Yeah, and totally, you know, even they're for actual something creatives. I mean, not that turn. other people aren't creative, but they're in it for a different reason and yeah. you can see it on the screen. Yeah. Especially when they turn this into, you know, had it released two years later. That's mm-hmm. really impressive. Yeah. I, I had one last thought about um, homages to other great horror movies. And then the, the scene where he's trying to find the mother of death and pulling down all of those veils. I told you guys, I said, one of these is Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, from yeah. Batman Begins. Uh, That's a very, one of my favorite horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are murdered in front of me. Like, okay, put that sheet back. Over that one. <laughs> 
All right, any uh, last words? But uh, I always end on Batman. <laughs> Looking forward to the next one. All right, that's that's it. Oh heck yeah! Bye. Bye. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs>